come before your throne with exceeding joy. We are your joy, Lord, and we know that you are joyful that you can present us in your presence, Lord, uh, with, without our trembling and doubting and being fearful, but to have the confidence that we're, we're, we're invited here, we're welcome here, you have good things for us, we're your children, you wanna talk to us, you wanna bless us, you wanna see us, we thank you for that, Father. Thank you, Lord, that you are our Father, our Maker, our God. So we love you, Lord, and we honor you. Open up our hearts, our eyes, and our ears to see what you're saying. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. And praise God. Amen. Amen. So um, I thought what I'd do, I was sitting here, I was, I had something else prepared and I was thinking to myself, I said, well, Lord, let me, let me see if there's something else uh, that you want me to speak about and I was thinking about the prophecy that we just received at the beginning of the year God told us that we will be tested double and the spirit of God will say that the hallelujah must be on your lips in this year says the Lord don't forget to praise me says the Lord because when you praise me I can do more for you says the Lord don't forget the hallelujah on your lips at all times says the Lord and this is the year 2020. Ah, most people think 2020 vision, but you don't need my vision to see what's going on in the world today, says the Lord. This whole earth is in turmoil, says the Spirit of the Lord. For the earth is travailing and groaning for the manifestation of the sons of God, says the Lord. Always travailing, always groaning. There's protest everywhere, detention everywhere, movement of people, desperate people, says the Lord. And they are hungering for me and don't know it, says the Spirit of the living God. And so this year, 2020, for my people, will be the year of 2020 equals 40. And that means testing and trial, says the Spirit of the Lord. Because you are in the test just like the world is in the test, says the Spirit of the living God. For I am trying my bride, says the Lord. I am putting you under the trial of my spirit, says the Lord. Then you might come out in a discipline and a, a desire for more of me, says the Spirit of the living God. This will be an easy test for you, says the Lord, because you studied and studied, says the Spirit of the living God. I don't test anybody who won't make it through, says the Lord. I don't test anybody who won't pass says the spirit of the living God for I have to put you through a discipline so that you can carry more of my glory into the seasons to come says the spirit of God and I will put a word in you that is so accurate and so profound that you won't need a vision or a dream to know what I'm talking to you my word will be on your lips at all times says the Lord just like my prophet Ezekiel before he was formed in his mother's womb, I knew him, says the Spirit of the Lord. And I know all of you in the same way, says the Lord. I know you from beyond, says the Spirit of the living God. And I know everything that I've called you to do, everything I want you to do, says the Lord. But in this time, this time right now, I am putting my bride to the test to see that the ones that love me will hold on and hang on. And understand that this is for my glory right now, says the Lord. 
this is not for your meager worldly needs, says the Lord, because you know I'll take care of you. You've never starved, you've never been put out, you've never missed a payment, you've never lost anything, says the Lord, when you obey me. And yes, I'm calling you to a greater discipline and a greater obedience under my hands, says the Spirit of God. You will not be alone in this trial, says the Lord. For some of you have been in situations that you can't understand why it won't move as quickly as it used to move, says the Lord. Because you are under my trial, says the Spirit of God. Because there's more in you, and I mean to bring it out, says the Spirit of God. Because you need it where I'm going to take you to, and the world needs it where I'm going to place you, says the Lord. So trust me, this is the year of the bride who trusts the groom, says the Spirit of the living God. And it's not a blind trust because you know me and I know you, says the Lord. But this love that I have for you must be a two-way street, says the Lord. It must be a peace where I can call you to do some things, some extraordinary things, and understand that I am with you every step of the way, says the Spirit of the living God. So understand that some will see visions, some will see dreams, but honestly, you don't have to have a vision for me to know there's trouble in the earth, says the Spirit of God. You can see that with your plain eyes, says the Lord. But the bride that I am calling unto me, says the Lord, is the bride who will be sold out 100% to me, says the Spirit of God. And you will pass this test, says the Lord. For the bride that loves me doesn't fear. You trust me. And you know that what I'm bringing you to and bringing you through is for my glory and for your honor, says the Spirit of the living God. So understand this time that you are in, says the Lord. The Corinthian church had more visions and dreams than any church, and they got rebuked the most, says the Spirit of the living God. It's not what you see, but who you see, and who puts that vision in you that's important to me, says the Lord. For many false things will rise up in this time, and they'll say, this is God, and that's God. But my real bride will know me because you say, that couldn't be him because here he is right here with me. He's been here all along. And he hasn't moved me to do what you're doing, says the Lord. So stay close to me. understand what the trial is all about. It's to bring you through the chest to greater glory, greater understanding, greater power, greater anointing. Because it's needed in this hour, says the Lord. It is badly needed, says the Spirit of the living God. And you have seen a little bit here, a little bit there, a trickle here, a trickle there. But I know and you know you're waiting for that great wave, that flood, that tsunami of my glory and my power to hit the earth. And you will be a part of it, says the Spirit of the living God. So have no fear, the Lord is here. Have no fear, your God is here. Have no fear, your your bridegroom is here, says the Spirit of the Lord. I will cover you, I will protect you, I will feed you, I will clothe you. And you will never have a care as long as you trust me through what's to hit the earth, says the Spirit of the living God. For it's coming. It's coming. It's coming, says the Lord. It's coming. It's coming. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to the Lamb. We glory. We glory in you. We glory in you. We say hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
it's 20 plus 20 is 40 and so 40 is always God's number of testing in the Bible it's this number of testing and trial and what what made me really think that we needed to refresh ourselves and understand where we're at right now uh, and the hour that we're living in as far as what God has on his agenda uh, is concerned because sometimes we can be um 
in the middle of God's will and and full understanding. Sometimes we can be on the fringes and get parts of understanding, and sometimes we can just be totally in the dark uh, because many times we forget the things that God has spoken to us that He's doing and how important it is for us to uh, follow through and keep those in mind and and respond appropriately. Uh, respond accordingly to be able to uh, understand what God's doing in testing. And I think sometimes people, when you hear that word test and trial, everybody recoils at least a little bit because who wants it? You know, we always want the easy way and it's in, and it, it's God has made it. He promised the easy burden, the light yoke, but he also promised that we would have difficulties, tribulations, trials, because we live in this world. And so there's no way to escape uh, the things that come upon us. But I think we need to recognize them and use the tools that he's given us to get through them. And I think that's one of the problems. We forget that whenever God gives us a mandate that something is going to come upon us, he number one promises to be with us in it. He will bring us through it, but he will also tell us what to do in order to to bring ourselves through and survive so that we don't get caught up on the fringes or the enemies. See, it's easy to experience things in God and then because you don't respond appropriately, we'll think it's the enemy. We think we're never going to come out. We think there's, we're going to fail. That's the other thing. And he told us that we would pass every test. He never puts you in a test for failure. He puts you in a test for success. He never puts failure out there for anybody to experience. He puts us out there for success. What he's trying to get out of us is the quit because there's too much quit among his people. Amen. Too much for what we say we want from him. Everybody wants the glory of God. Everybody wants greater anointing. We all want not just to see miracles, but I don't know about you, but I want to work some miracles. I want my hand involved, just like the disciples' hands were involved in passing that bread and they fed 5,000 families. I want my hands in it too. Amen? And he has ordained from my hands, your hands, all of the bride's hands to be involved in what he's doing. But he can't do it with us dragging, straggling, halfway committed, not knowing what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Carnal minded, wanting to quit. You know, some of us can't even pass a little simple test of getting ourselves back and forth to a meeting without wanting to quit. You understand what I'm saying? So he's taking the quit out of us. He's taking it out of us. You're going to pass this test because you ain't skipping. He don't have no retarded kids in his kingdom. We all have the mind of Christ. We all have the fullness. We're working toward the fullness of the stature of Christ. No exceptions. You know, I mean, I think it's it's a good thing. If God's already rigged the test so you can pass it. Don't get offended. Don't think take things personally. You know, put that little stuff away and, and you know, your feelings getting hurt and you got a chip on your shoulder, you know, and taking words wrong and all this. We don't have to stop that nonsense because God 
plans for us to pass because he's coming on the other side. He has the glory that we need and that we desire, that we want. Amen. That's going to bless us in a tremendous way. He has all that stuff for us. So it's not that we can't receive what God has for us and we won't get there. But we got to lose ourselves. You got to drop you. You got to let you be taken care of by God and you not be so important all the time. Got me? That's that's just the way it's going to have to be. A true bride knows how to let her groom groom her. You don't dress yourself. He grooms you. He adorns you. He, when you when you're ready, he perfumes you and purifies you and, and cleanses you and gets you ready for the adornment that he wants to put on you. You don't choose your own clothes. You got me? You don't choose what you want to do. You don't choose when you want to do it. You have to have the discipline of the master in your life. And that's all he wants to do is get us up off of lazy and get us into discipline and get us into acting like the warrior bride. I see all these these uh posts on Facebook. People call themselves, I'm a queen. I'm like this. I'm you know, I tell you, I get all these selfies, and I'm thinking, you look the same. Look, Queen, you look the same as you did the last time you took that selfie three minutes ago. You keep posting them on there. <laughs> but this is the problem with God's people. We're so busy dressing ourselves, trying to get our own uh, our own brand of pretty to adorn ourselves with. It's all fake. Huh? Because we don't know the true us yet. Huh? Many of us don't know who we are really. Because it hasn't been revealed to us. God wants to, it, it comes out in the, in the press, folks. Who you really are inside comes out under God's conditions, not ours. And you can put on a new dress, buy you the cutest wig, and put on all kinds of manner of great things, and think you fooling some people. But you, you know, I look through that stuff on Facebook, I said, well here's somebody's too insecure to even be in the position they're in. Because you can see it in what they say. Because they keep saying it over and over again. Like they're trying to convince somebody. You understand? They're not convinced themselves. Go home. Get in your prayer closet. Until God works you over and gives you to understand who you really are. You got me? So he's stripping off all these false facades that we've been carrying around. He's stripping us off off all these false um, expectations. Expectations of good before it's time for good. Sometimes it's time for just struggle a little bit. Sometimes it's time for just enough so you can trust him. We're going back to daily manna. Amen. You live, you get enough word in you to take you for the day. And then if you don't get some more word first thing in the morning, you feel like you're going to lose your mind almost. You know what I'm saying? Going to be like that. Amen. But he's with you in the test. So uh, I'm just going to go through. I listened to the prophecy and I took some notes and I'm just going to expound on them a little bit to encourage you. You understand what I'm saying? This will encourage you 
to continue with God so you know what to expect and you know God I don't care what happens you told me I'm going to pass this I am not a failure you're not a failure there's no failure in you I will pass your test amen so we need to quit testing ourselves and let God be in control of that amen because you'll never get it right apart from him you he, you got to be connected with him in the right way in order for your life to work and so I think some of us have just been so accustomed to doing things in a certain way for so long we just kind of shocked you know I was sitting up there at the conference and I was just I thought oh wow we got billboards up we got this we got that we got and I looked in that room I said Lord don't tell me come on God I'm like I'm going in my room I ain't coming tonight (laughs) what do you mean (laughs) my plans didn't work what do you mean I was talking to uh, um, uh, Pastor Renee, Lillian Renee, that came to be with us from Texas. And uh, she said, I don't know what happened. I said, child, let me tell you. <laughs> what you got in your communion cup? We need a bigger cup. That little bit of wine wasn't enough. <laughs> I'm still thirsty. You know what I'm saying? And she was telling me, she said, I, I just, I said, I know. I said, I'm going to let you talk though. I said, but trust me, everybody's got what you got. It happened to all of us. Shock and awe. And it's not like we wasn't warned. Amen. We were told, but we thought, oh no, I'm not over there. God, that's my, that's my thing you can't mess with. Best with it anyway. God, that's my thing. You can't. <laughs> I'm working on that. You can't take that from me. I want to get the glory. True. Your works will tell on you. Whether they be of God. Amen. <laughs> So she she was sharing with me about, she said, I know God gave us that building. I said, I know, I know, I know. Somebody came and took it right out from under her. She said, well, we were at the conferences. I said, yeah, yep. I said, yeah. So I, I just was sharing with her what God had told us and helping myself at the same time to make some sense of it I told her I said you know God will reveal these things to you I said but you have to understand one thing about God when he wants glory that comes first no matter what our need is no he'll take care of us he'll take care he's not going to leave us nor forsake us but when he wants to be glorified he must step into that place but he has to use us in order to get there. Amen. And so he has to use our prayers. He has to use our authority. He has to use all of that to help the earth so that he can come in. See, we command the gates to lift up their heads. They don't lift up until we pray, till we declare, till we'll, we say. But after they've lifted up, he comes through. He's the king of glory. 
So if there's any glory to be got, he's going to get his first. Amen. And then he imparts our portion to us. So you won't get before him and say, well, Lord, I did this and I did that in your name. Remember that guy? He said, depart from me. I never knew you. He's not going to have us doing that. Amen. We're going to have everything in the order that he wants us to have it in. So the first thing God told us that we must have a hallelujah on our lips at all times. And the first thing the devil will do is steal your praise. He gets you bound up, wound up, discouraged, disgusted, angry, upset, feeling bad, feeling sorry for yourself, the whole gamut, having chest pains, taking nitro tablets, whatever, you know what I'm saying. He'll do all that stuff to steal your praise, to steal your hallelujah from you. He says, I can do more for you if you will praise me through these trying times he said because the earth is in turmoil and we see it every day that virus is just the tip of the iceberg there's more coming we and he wants he says the earth is travailing for us to pass the test huh The earth is travailing for the manifestation of the sons of God. How do we manifest? He's got to be able to put glory on us. We can't get it like we are. He got to strip some stuff off of us. He got to strip us off of us. (laughs) Get you down to your uh, all togethers. Amen. So you have nothing that you can rely on. You just have to say, hi, God, this is it. This is all I am. If you can use this, let's go for it. Amen. And and he begins after you get stripped down, then he starts building you up. He starts adorning you from the skin out. Amen. From your spirit man out. And then he will begin to build his church the way we need to be built in order to do the work he's called us to do. Amen. And whenever you call for the glory of God, it, it's this is a necessary part of it. Because if you could have it in the condition you, you're in, you'd have it already. You wouldn't be calling for nothing. And so God wants his bride to be outfitted the way he wants her to be outfitted. Amen. We be, We sometimes think about. Well, you know, uh, people have said this, I'm not this, I'm not that, but I'm going to show them. You ain't going to show nobody nothing. You understand what I'm saying? You can put that, you can put that toy away. In fact, throw it in the fire. Because it's nothing even to be considered. You're supposed to be dead to all that stuff. And, and if God is going to check to see how much life we got in our old man, he's the only one who can know exactly what's what. Now we can think we do it with God. I'm just humbling myself to you. I do this. I do that. Mm-hmm, you can do that. But I see something you don't see. That if the devil gets a hold of it, it'll be curtains for you. So I'm going to deal with you and get that out of you. So I can dress you up like I want you to be dressed up. Amen. <laughs> I love it. Amen. I was sitting up there at the conference. I go, what, 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 what? I was like a confused person. 
poor Pastor Shirley. She said, I was praying for you. I said, I know you were, Gigi. You always pray for Baba. Baba, her head was messed up. So anyway, I was thinking about, I said, God, what do we do about the money? God, what do we do? So the second night, he let me torture myself for a whole 24 hours. <laughs> the second night, where I got up to take the offering, he said, I got your money. Huh? So then the, 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 after the offering, he told me, he said, you better snap out of it. You know, sometimes I, God will talk to me sometimes in in my late husband's voice. You know, it, it'll come like a husband. You better snap out of it. You you can't do this. We ain't got time for you to have this kind of stroke right now. You have your stroke later if you got to, but you better get it together. Huh? <laughs> I said, okay. So he let me off the hook the second night. I didn't have to prophesy, so I was glad. Because <laughs> my head was messed up. Toe up from the floor up. So on that second day, we got $6,000 in the offering in one day. And $2,500 in pledges. So we didn't miss any money. So anyway... Of course, I repented. Jesus, I love you. I'm just doing this because I love you. I can't help it. I mess up sometimes. You know, gotta go to the, gotta gotta go to the master. Gotta get it straightened out with him. If 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 I ain't straight with him, ain't nothing right. You know. So you know, but you have to do these things. So. I told Pastor Renee, I said, she said, I've just been depressed off and on all week. And, you know, so I, I listened to her and I tried to explain the best I could. I said, just, you know, let God have it right now. I said, just empty your hands. I said, it's the best way to do things. Cause a lot of times when we're praying for things, we want to hold on. We think if we let go, that means we quit, but it really doesn't. Because if these things are in our hearts, sometimes our hands are so goofed up in the way we're manipulating things. He has to take it away from us and get it straightened out. You know, it's like when, when when I was a kid, we would have little certain toys. I remember I used to love, I would watch, there was a couple of family friends that were teenagers when we were little kids. Maddie, you met Miss Maddie down in Dayton that time we were down there. Miss Maddie um, uh, was one of them and a couple of ladies that were her age and I would watch them play that bat ball you know with the little thing with the ball on the end the little rubber string and and it made the nice noise and then I saw them tie it up and get it short and it real got and so I wanted to do it so bad and so I would try and do it I just take it <laughs> kill myself almost trying to do it popping everywhere but on that little bat and they'll say, well, here, let me do it for you. And they get it, the handle of it and pull it and then let it go. And I couldn't do it for nothing, you know. But one time I figured out how they did it and it finally worked. Well, that's all God's doing with us. Helping us fixing our little toy so we can get it straight and, and teaching us how to be skillful. In his word and how to be skillful in the warfare. 
You cannot be a skillful warrior if you are concerned about you. So the first thing he wants to do is reassure us of his love and his care for us. He does not want any heroes in this warfare. He's the hero. He knows exactly what he's doing. He wants to teach us how to let him take the lead, how to allow him to manifest himself, how to allow him to get the glory from our lives. And if we're running everything and we're doing everything and we're in control of everything, what, what's left for him? He gets scraps. And so he wants us. That's why you see a lot of these large ministries. They're pulling their hair out trying to get a move of God in their church and they can't get it for nothing. You understand what I'm saying? And until they get with God and let him strip them down of everything that your reputation, your numbers, your money, your airplanes, your limos, your, I mean, there's a lot of stripping to do for some people. That's why God comes in little humble areas, you know, and starts to pour out with people who are just hungry, just want more of him, just love him. And that's it. And so what part of what the trial is for, he is trying the bride to develop a discipline in us that will awaken us to who we really are. And that is carriers of his glory. We are carriers of his glory. And we need a discipline to be able to carry it. Amen. We need discipline. We can't get bored and want to go on the website and dating website and see who we can date. You date him. You got me? I mean, just, I mean, just as a, a manner of speaking. Um, not throwing no shade at nobody, but if that's you, stop it because God needs your full attention. He wants to discipline you to his way of life and he wants to develop a greater hunger in you for the things of God. So discipline and hunger are two things that he's developing in his bride. Hunger for what? For righteousness. Hunger for uh, power to help people with, to help humanity with. If you don't want it to help other people, it won't come to you because that's what it's for. If you read Luke chapter 4 where Jesus got up and said, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me. Not to look good and be important, but to preach deliverance to the captives. Everything was for somebody else in that anointing. And so you got to understand that when he he does these things, he, he does it because he wants to... Um, uh, be able to allow us to carry more of his glory. Many times I've, I've been very reluctant over the years to have the glory of God just pour out the way we've done more recently now um, because God gave me that impartation over 20 years ago. But I do it when he says to do it because it doesn't belong to me. Amen. I have to respect that because glory can can destroy you if you don't handle it the right way. Too many casualties around 
you try to you be like Lucifer. You know, you want to take over after a while. And so you, we have to be very, very careful in this time and, and when God anoints you and gives you his power, uh, you have to be careful to carry it properly. Always, always give it back to him. Point to him as the author and finisher. Point to him as the person um, that that is is um, you know the head of the church. It's his power. It really is. Um, you know, I, I know I have people come here and minister, and and I just I've always done the healing school, and that was as much as I've done. It's in the daytime. People who really want a healing message have to get up early. I'm not, quote unquote, the headliner, the night meeting. You know, everybody wants to be in the night meeting because they figure the crowds are bigger, exposure to more people, et cetera, et cetera. And so many of the people don't even know much about me as far as my position in God is concerned. And then when they find out, they're like, oh, wow, oh, wow, you should do this. And no, 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 honey, this ain't my power. It's God's power. Got me? You don't just get anointed and run all over the world because you got, you know, you think you got something. It's not yours. You'll find that out too. God will show you. In his mercy, he will show you that you don't take his power everywhere and try to minister under it, you know. And you'll find the Holy Spirit is still with you, but you find that you, you, you don't have a peace anymore about things. And you'll find that it stirs up more trouble than it is actually worth if you try to minister it in the wrong place in the wrong time. So you'll find out real quick who's in charge of it. And so that's what he wants us to do is to have a discipline, to stay in order, to stay where he places us, to be able to to minister the things he wants us to minister because he wants to use every single believer in signs, wonders, and miracles. Because the world needs them. Amen. And God wants to do them. And he's chosen us to do them through. So don't ever think that you won't be used. Because you will be. You just have to stay with God. Amen. It's his intention to use every single able-bodied. And some that ain't so able-bodied. You know what I'm saying? Uh, sometimes you know you get older and you don't move as fast. He won't. He'll use you too. He'll bring people people to you in such an easy manner it'll make your head spin so this will be an easy test for the bride he wants to make it an easy test for us he never wants to stress us out he never wants us to be nervous and insecure that uh, something will come upon us and will overwhelm us and overtake us to be too much for us we won't be able to do this we got nope that's not him amen that's the enemy. The devil will put his input into it every single time because he wants to add to, you know, he's a pervert. He perverts and twists everything. God will say, I, I've given you this past test not to fail. And the devil will say, yeah, but that's for them people that's got this, that, and that's for these people, and that's for somebody, or that ain't for you. Uh, he always want to put you on the outside. Amen. So he tests us to pass and not fail. He will give us to discipline to carry more of his glory. What you have now is not enough 
for the work he has before us. It's just not enough. Sometimes we think we got the world by the tail. You know, every, everybody falls when somebody touches them now. You know, I mean, seriously, and you get in an atmosphere as much as the glory of God is, is covering the earth now. You know, it's very easy to get that as a sign in a lot of different atmospheres, a lot of different places. And so what you want, though, is you want to get understanding about what you're doing and you want fruit of of healings, fruit of miracles, fruit of all of the things that God promises and has done in the past and these outpourings of the Spirit. We want those things because they're needed for people. There are people, look at all the wounded warriors who would like to have their limbs back. Look at, I mean, seriously, folks, it, it's, and it's not far-fetched that God would do that. Just need somebody who's willing to get their eyes off of natural things and get it over into the realm of the spirit. Just as we sit up and think to ourselves, you know, we let words like that go past us. God wants you to capture that and believe that that's yours. Amen. He wants you to embrace that and believe that that belongs to you. Why you want everybody else to have all that all the time? This is for you. God wants to put an accurate word on our lips. Not these fakey words, you know, where we look at somebody and try to figure out what's going to make them smile. Cut that out. We just, he wants an accurate word on our lips. Amen. So we are known by God before we were in our mother's womb. So he knows what we're capable of. He knows the things that we desire to do. What things we enjoy doing. Uh, some people enjoy soul winning more than others. You know, some people enjoy prayer more than others. I mean, there's all kinds of duties and work to do. So you don't have to feel like you, you know, your work isn't important. Your work is just as important as when, when David and the mighty men went out to fight, there were some, some men that were too tired to go. And they stayed back and watched the stuff. And David gave them the same cut that everybody else. The warriors got the same as the ones who watched the stuff. So everybody's important in God's kingdom. There's no, see our problem is when we, we've been exalting the wrong thing. We've been looking at people who have multi-million dollar ministries and television programs and all that kind of stuff as being important. But I'm telling you, if you touch somebody in a supermarket and let them be encouraged for a day, you've done as much as those people who reach millions because you use God's power to do it. So he will put an accurate word on our lips. That's not God told me to tell you and uh, thus saith the Lord. He's not talking about that. He's talking about a word fitly spoken is like apples of gold. Just the right word to say to somebody that will let them know God loves them and he's thinking about them. He cares about them. It's a word fitly spoken. Doesn't have to be, you know, somebody, this is for somebody and all that kind of nonsense. Let's cut this nonsense out and just be believers who want to be used by God. Be open to being used. The ones who really love God will hold on and pass the test. Amen. This is about holding on. This is not being about number one. And, and doing more than the next guy or, or whatever. This is about holding on, folks. Are you holding on? 
Are you not letting go? <laughs> I was thinking about that. I said, Lord, I don't know what to do. I said, hold on. <laughs> Knock it off, Barb. Get it together, girl. What's your problem? I'm thinking to myself. Then I thought back. I said, you know what, God? I've been through worse than this. I mean, if I could, my first Bible study said number witches in them. You know what I'm saying? Excuse me. (laughs) When, When God and I reminisce, we remember about casting out devils. Putting witches out of meetings, you know. It's like old times. You know, y'all might reminisce about something else in God, you know. Oh, God, when I got married, my children were born. And for me, it's like, oh, God, casting out devils. Yes. Woo, old times. I love it. (sighs) Well, whatever. I, I lose myself quickly. Anyway. Amen. <laughs> but you know, uh, you know, your honeymoon was the way it was. Mine was something else. All right. Anyway, <laughs> God wants to stretch us beyond where we have been. So you're going to be stretched beyond. Yeah. Sometimes it ain't real fun until you settle in your mind and realize what's going on. You'll start feeling sorry for yourself. Why is this happening to me? I should be able to do this. And why is this? Eh? He just took away your familiar toys. That's all. Huh? <laughs> He's bringing you under a discipline. Amen. Amen. The first discipline is realize you need him. Amen. Don't go off making plans and doing all of this, 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 and this without checking with him. Amen. You need him. You know, sometimes you, you have peace because you don't get a stop sign. And then when you get the stop sign, it's later on down the road after you got yourself all invested in everything. <laughs> I said, wait a minute, God. Oh, why didn't you tell me this before I got all involved in this, 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 and this, that you were going to stop me right now? How dare you be God? <laughs> here you are, 100% God, right here in my face. So, amen. I'd rather say amen than be confused. Amen. <laughs> So he wants to stretch us beyond where we have been. But at the same time, he gives you an awareness that you are not alone. Man, you are not alone. Many times we feel abandoned, left out, rejected because we're so accustomed to doing things without checking with him. He says, check in, bride. Check in, check in. Huh? Check in, bride. Amen. Check in. I remember when I was first married, I was just used to doing what I did all day long and, and <laughs> came home one night. This was the in, interrogation room. Amen. There was Aubrey sitting in the recliner with that look on his face. He said, where you been? 
and I'm like, where you been? Well, I was. He said, you don't do that no more. Okay. Well, like I said, I'll check in with you from now on. If it's that important to you. You're married now. This was before cell phones where you could keep up with everybody. You got me? I got married back in the day. He said, nope. He said, before you go anywhere, he said, you check with me and we'll see what you're going to do. I said, okay. So, well, okay, okay. So, that's all God wants us to check in. Check in, check in, check in before he gets all carried away with everything. Check in. God does this to bring more out of us. But you got to trust him. That he's the one doing the surgery. Amen. Trust him. God, I don't understand this. This ain't like it used to be. This ain't quick snap in a hurry easy like it's it's always been. I don't understand it. But I trust you. Because I know you love me. And I love you. And I wouldn't be anywhere but here with you. Amen. So we love him back by submitting to his hand. That's how you love God back. You submit to his hand. The 100% sold out bride will pass this test. The ones who trust God will pass. But those who rebel and want to do their own thing will not pass. So this one is for him. This is for his glory. He has to get something out of this deal. Amen. It ain't about you all the time. huh? You're taken care of. You're not starving. You're not hurting. huh? But this one's for him. Would you let him be God sometime? Oh, this one's for him. You know, I'll say stuff like, well, God, I know you want people to get saved. I know you want people to get healed. But where are the people? He said, trust me. What you mean, Willis? (laughs) Remember that little lip Gary called? What you mean, Willis? Right, what you talking about, Willis? Huh? Trust him. You prayed the prayer. You've done what you're supposed to do. You gotta trust that you're doing, you're being obedient to God. You know, sometimes we keep asking what's wrong, what's wrong, ain't nothing wrong. Seriously. I'm telling you. Nothing's wrong. Did God knock you out the bed this morning and nothing's wrong? Huh? He didn't have to shake you and quake you to get you going. Nothing's wrong. But this is for His glory. This is not about another vision and another prophecy for 2020. This is about him and letting him be your portion. Huh? Let him be your more than enough. Let him be your sufficiency. He commands us if we're going to make it through, we got to stay close to him. Suck that word up like you've never sucked it up before. 
Keep praise on your lips at all times. Keep yourself, keep your mind away from doubting and, and cloudiness and being concerned and being confused and all the con jobs the devil puts on your brain. Don't entertain them. Stay in his word to keep your soul free from being burdened with unnecessary concerns. Keep that purity in your soul like a child would. Just expect good all the time. I'll go around here expecting bad because God don't have no bad for you. Correction ain't bad because it'll put you on the right road if you learn how to get over yourself. <laughs> we get greater glory, greater power, greater anointing. We are waiting for the last great wave of glory to hit this earth. And God will have a people whom he qualifies to carry. You don't qualify yourself. He qualifies you. Amen. All you got to do is submit to his will Every day. Every day. He is with us to give us full provision. To take away all worries and all cares. We cannot stop what's coming to the earth. Because it's in motion already. And it's not a mistake. He commands us to stay close to him. Receive the discipline of the Lord. We won't have as much freedom to do all the little fun things we used to do and all the. God's taking that away from most of us anyway. We realize that was overboard. You know, you get too far in the flesh, you need to stop doing that kind of stuff. But we are called to be one with God. His bride will be one with him. Same mind, same vision, same heart, same words. God will walk the earth again through his people. Amen. He will. He'll, uh, Jesus will walk the earth again through his people. Amen. You might think, oh, well, that's okay for them and that's okay. <laughs> but take it to heart, please. Don't be one of those people that wants to slough off everything. My goodness, some of this stuff has got to be for all of us. And I take it all for all of us. Not just because I delivered the prophecy, but but I believe God. It lines up with his written word. Amen. It lines up with everything that's in his word. That he wants to use everybody. He wants to. And everybody could qualify if they will pay attention and do what he tells you to do. Keep short accounts with people. Don't be so easily offended. Offense will, that knocks people, more people out of a move of God than anything. God moved over here and they got jealous and boom, knocked out. Amen. Or somebody, you know, didn't, didn't give them what they thought they were said. There's so many people that, that, you know, I could claim owe me this and owe me that. You understand what I'm saying? But what, what do I care? God gets the glory anyway. You understand what I'm saying? We just have to learn how to focus on what's important as far as advancing his kingdom. So this move of God is for God. It's not for him to make stars out of 
any of his servants. Amen. It's for the humble. And and when there's a shift in humility, God will shift and move. So it's best to let him, uh, to ride it out with him as long as you can. Let him use you. But don't be shocked if if you feel like you you made a mistake or you do didn't do something right or whatever it is. Because he's going to bring everybody low. Amen. He's going to let you know you ain't moving no steel down here. You know, you ain't moving nothing with no muscle down here. It's not about might or by power, but it's by his spirit. And he is going to be exalted through his bride. Amen. All right. We can stop. Father, we thank you for your word and thank you for what you're doing through us and in us. And Father, we love you. We honor you. We bless you. And we praise you in Jesus name. Amen and praise God. If anybody needs prayer, come on up.